What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must if evaluate what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. How I love to laugh, ha, 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 ho, 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 he, 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 he was pretending to be a busy doctor, so he picked up the phone just as the man came in. Yes, that's right. The fee is $200. Yes, I'll expect you 10 past two. All right, no later. I'm a very busy man. He hung up and turned to the man waiting. May I help you, sir? No, said the man. I just came to install your phone. <laughs> Listen, it's a word in there. I'm not going to preach it, but it's a word for the saints that try to be so grand and wonderful and pretend that we super busy. Anyway. Your boy don't just preach. He's sick with the pen. Give him a mic and he'll go in. So I'm about to give you some of this free time music. But in the words of Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. <laughs> So if I had 
wouldn't be enough to say thank you for making a way but lord here is my life in the key of worship since you gave me my hand since you gave me my hand i give them to live
So let me be honest with you. Today's segment of Free on Facebook is going to kind of be like vegetables. Uh, it's not going to be as appetizing or as tasty or interesting as the others, but it's going to be necessary and good for us. Y'all ready? Free on All Facebook. right, let's get it. Uh, the date was February the 4th, 2016, and we were going through a fast. This was day four of the fast, and I wrote, Family, diet is so very important. What I expose my spirit to and what I take into my life determine how healthy I will be. Just like my physical body cannot be healthy with a diet of candy and junk, my spiritual well-being is in danger when I expose myself to spiritual junk. Wow. Explicit music, negative conversation, and trashy television may all seem like fun and games, but what does it do? to and for my spirit. I need to digest the word of God on a regular basis. What goes in will naturally come out. If all the word I get is on a Sunday morning, I'm starving my spirit. Your natural body doesn't eat once a week. If I am going to be strong, if I am going to trust in God, if I am going to grow into the person God wants me to be, I must be very acquainted with God's word and will for my life. It's obvious what I was up to that particular day in the midst of fasting. I wanted to encourage the people to be sure they were including a healthy dosage of exposure to the word of God. Now, to be really, really honest, this discussion, this discourse is going to be difficult because we live in a day and age where people are not interested in the word of God anymore. As a matter of fact, it is believed by popular culture that the Bible is a book of fables and fairy tales and is not worth giving serious consideration. That's a completely different society completely than different. Uh, perhaps generations past that reverenced the word of God. We were once a Christian nation. The dollar bill says in God we trust. And I mean, at least if individuals didn't really respect the word of God by living out the tenets of scripture, it was revered and respected as a holy book. To the extent that in court you put your hand on the Bible and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. But the reality is we live in a day and age where the Bible sits on coffee tables and collects dust. For some individuals, uh, it is just a book that sits at the top of the bestsellers list each year. But it's no different than any other bestseller that the New York Times might suggest. But that's exactly my point today. Day. I want to contend that as we look around at the brokenness of the world, the darkness and wickedness that is commonplace in our communities, it is directly tied to the fact that we have minimized, diminished, and even forgotten about the word of God, right where the Bible is not rooted and grounded in the hearts of men. Wickedness is inevitable. Where scripture is treated as though it is false and useless, we can be sure that the degradation of society Society will take place. We're on a slippery slope, a definite decline because we have devalued and diminished and lost respect and reverence for the living word of God. I told you you wasn't going to want to hear this, but you're going to get all this word today. Listen, it's the word of God that teaches us how to have healthy and productive marriages. It's the word of God that shows us how we ought to raise and rear our children. It's the word of 
of God that teach us how to treat people when they have offended us and hurt us. It's the word of God that gives us instruction on how to take care of the poor and how to treat those who are less fortunate than we are. And so when the word of God is absent from our lives, we really have no direction, no blueprint, no roadmap, and no streetlights. Yep, the psalmist said that your word is a light unto our feet, a lamp unto our pathway. How dark, how dismal, how sad, how depressing a society to live in where the hope, joy, inspiration, encouragement, and promises of the word of God are lost. So I want to inspire and encourage us today to get back to a healthy diet and desire for the word of God. Yearn to be taught in the Holy Scriptures. Seek to live out your life according to God's holy word. You know what? I think I'm going to call this podcast today. Don't Don't just just take take my word for it. (laughs) Some of you who are old enough will remember that that was the show Reading Rainbow. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. Hosted by LeVar Burton. And he would go uh, through the show giving uh, different insight and reviews of various children's books. But at the end, he would say, don't just take my word for it. And he would encourage those of us who are watching to read the books for ourselves. Well, in the same way, friend, I want to encourage you. I've been telling you that the word of God is powerful. The word of God is necessary. The word of God is strength. But I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to search the scriptures for yourself. I want you to have a personal relationship with the word of God. And I want you to understand that it's very necessary in our lives. Truth be told, if the people of God don't apply themselves to studying the word of God, they will never know the will of God and cannot walk in the authority of God. That was good enough for me to rewind. Rewind. One more time. If the people of God don't apply themselves to studying the word of God, they will never know the will of God and cannot walk in the authority of God. Let me unpack that a little more. Listen, the first reason that I don't want you to just take my word for it is because the The word word is what helps us to know who God is and and what what God requires. Sure, you can come to know God through experiences because he's very alive and I feel him in my heart and so I have these encounters in my day-to-day existence that I can sense the presence and power of God in it. However, the truth of the matter is anybody's real first introduction has to come through the word of God. It is through the scriptures that God reveals to humanity who he is, how he functions, what he desires. And so by searching the scriptures, by looking into God's love letter for his people, we begin to see the character of God. It's the word of God that tells us that he is a jealous God and he's not interested in you having a side piece God. It's the word of God that tells us that God is love and therefore he expects that we love others. It's the word of God that tells me he is the good shepherd. It's the word of God that tells me he is the way, the truth, the Uh life, and that no Uh man comes to the Father except by the Son. It is through the word of God that we understand that he is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Spirit. 
Spirit, God reveals himself to his people through his word. In the book of Romans chapter 10, we are told that to be saved, we must believe. For me to have salvation, I've got to believe. And the word continues to say, but how can you believe in something you have never heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? What the preacher is preaching is not his own agenda, not his own desire, but salvation comes when the word of God is preached. And so it's important that I have a healthy diet of the word because that's what causes me to meet God and to know him for who he really is. Let's move on a little bit. The second reason that I don't want you to just take my word for it is because the, the word, word teaches us how to live a life that pleases God. Let me say that one more time. It's the word of God that teaches us how to live a life that pleases God. I said before that the psalmist tells us that the word of God is what shines a light on our dark path so we know where to step. Without God's word, I don't know how to live. I don't know how to love my neighbor. I don't know how to love my wife. Without God's word, I don't know how to overcome opposition. Without God's word, I don't even know how to pray. It's in the scriptures that we are taught to pray. The disciples asked Jesus, when we pray, how are we supposed to do it? He said, when you pray, say, our Father, our Father, Holy Ghost, who art in heaven. Who I'm saying heaven. that the word of God teaches us everything we need to know about everything we need to know. Get that down in your spirit. It's the word of God that tells us what type of behavior will get us cursed. It's the word of God that tells us what decisions, what steps lead us to living a blessed life. I'm living my blessed life. <laughs> it is the word of God that encourages and inspires us to make moves and decisions that ultimately lead us into the favor of God. And so when you don't have a healthy diet of the word of God, you'll be lost, wandering, trying to figure some things out, constantly in darkness, constantly anxious, constantly afraid or fearful of the unknown when the truth of the matter is everything you need to know is in the word of God. Listen, I can remember growing up, uh, we would have the math book and the math book would be full of problems. However, when you turn to the back of the book, the answers to the problems in the book were in the back of the book. What you say? <laughs> so sometimes we were supposed to be using to check our work but to be honest uh, many times you know how we do we're trying to figure out the assignment so just go to the back of the book and get the answers well I'm not encouraging cheating or academic dishonesty but what I am saying is that God is giving us the opportunity to take this life's test open book. <laughs> All the answers are at our fingertips. If it's not in a book with pages, it's on your app, on your phone. You the answer to every problem that you can have, the solution to those things that you've been stressing and worrying about are at your disposal. Why fail a test when it's open book? Man, listen, I'm doing my good talking. Oh I hope y'all being blessed by this. Let me give you one more. The, the word is what gives us strength to, to endure, endure the, the storms, storms of life. life. 
help me, Holy Ghost. The Word, the Word of God, is what gives us the strength to endure the storms of life. And you better be sure that you will encounter some storms in this life. Jesus said, in the world, uh -huh. you shall have tribulation. So what do I do when the storms of life rage? What do I do when my daddy dies? What do I do when I'm default on a loan? What do I do when they're foreclosing on my house? What do I do when the doctor has diagnosed me with cancer? What do I do when there's fighting in my family? What do I do when my friends have been disloyal and are talking about me behind my back? What do I do when I have no idea how to work a situation out and I'm up against the clock? Well, it's the word of God that tells us to be anxious for nothing. It's the word of God that tells us, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. In it's the word of God word that of reminds God. me by his stripes we are healed. It's the word of God that tells us, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and book. he will direct your path. When I've got the word of God as a staple in my everyday life, no matter what I face, I'm prepared to withstand in the midst of the storm. It's because the word of God gives us a sure foundation. It's kind of like those three little pigs. One built his house out of straw, the other out of uh, sticks, and then the one out of brick. And the big bad wolf came to huff, puff, and blow uh, the house down. The only one that could withstand his blowing was the one made of bricks because it was built out of firm stuff. Can I tell somebody that when the storms pigs. of life begin to rage, only when your life is founded on a rock, only when it is situated on something firm. Y'all are quiet. Well, I guess you're going to huh? be quiet because I'm talking about uh, on the podcast on the radio and you listening. So Move even on. if you were saying something, I couldn't really hear you. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm telling you to build your life on a firm foundation, which is the word of God. And when the winds of life begin to blow, when the billows roll, the breakers dash, the lightning begins flashing, when the enemy and his little raggedy imps come to wreak havoc in your life, you will discover that you are firm, that you are fortified, that you're ready to do war with that old buster, oh, no. and that the things that <laughs> used to shake you and scare you no longer can affect you because the word of God teaches you how to survive the storms of this life. I've learned Sir. that when you've got a healthy dose and appetite of the word of God, when trouble comes, you start replaying his word in your life and you uh, find comfort and consolation in the promises that it may look like this right now but I can remember countless stories when God turned situations around and I can remember countless promises that God has made for his people so I know it can't always be like this it's only when I have the word of God deep down in my heart can I hear bad news and trust that God is still going to bring good out of this it's only when I have been faithful and committed myself to the study of the word of God that I can see the hand of God moving in even the most depressing and distressing situation. Can I take it a step further? step further? When you really know the word of God, then God's word starts to inform your prayer life. And so while you're riding through the storms of life, you know what to pray. You know what to ask for. You know what to speak to God because you're acquainted and familiar with his word. If you want your prayers 
answered. Learn how to pray God's word back to him. Learn how to repeat in God's ear what God has said to yes, us. Sir. Because God will always honor and affirm his word. My, but my, many my, times my. people pray for what they uh, don't even understand. It's what the word of God talks about praying amiss. Uh, because you start asking God for stuff that is not even talk, in God's talk. will. It's not even in God's character. And yep. so God would never grant those particular prayer requests. But when you're familiar with his word, when you understand what God said about you, when you understand what God has spoken concerning your victory and your blessing and your breakthrough, then you begin saying back to God everything that God has said about you. And then God responds with the favor of an amen. The promises of God are yea and amen. But you don't know those promises unless you commit yourself to a diet of the word of God. I got a little more for those of you who are still rocking with me and ain't hung up on me yet. Listen, the word of God gives us a standard to measure what we experience. What is God and what is not God? It's the word of God, I'm saying, that gives us a plumb line, a rubric by which we can interpret those things that we experience in the world. What things are God and what things are not God? The truth of the matter is, as I said before, there is much to be said about what we experience. Because God is a spirit, because he is alive and well and still moving in the earth, there are things that you will experience and you will encounter, situations that you will face, even opportunities that will present themselves. And so how do we know when this is God's will or just an opportunity that is presented? I tell my people all the time, Satan has keys too. And the truth of the matter is, many of you, if you were to be honest with yourself, keep it all the way funky, keep it 100, you can look back over your life at moments that seem like God opportunities, God-given opportunities, but in retrospect, you realize it was the devil that opened that door. It was the devil that asked you for your phone number. It, it was the devil that hired you for that job because the truth of the matter is, in hindsight, that could not have been God will for your life. And if that's the case, surely God has gifted us with something that will help us to interpret these here, things Come before here. we make the mistake. That guy, that measuring stick is the word of God. I can truly understand when I know the word of God, when I've got a healthy diet of the scriptures, uh, what things are God presenting himself and what things are not. Something as simple as dating. Uh, for those of you who are listening and are single, and uh, you come in contact with this uh, person. Let's say you're a, you're a young lady that's hearing me and you meet this young man and he fine as wine. He tall, dark, and handsome. He He's articulate. He got straight teeth. Uh, he, uh, everything that's on your little bucket list of uh, things that you would desire in a man, uh, this fella is. And then you have that conversation about Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus? So, do, Daquan, do you, do you, have, you believe have you ever been to Sunday school? Do, I mean, anything. Do you know anything about the Lord? And that guy tells you, well, you know, I, I don't really believe in that kind of stuff. Like, I, you know, or or here's, here's the number one. You know, I mean, I'm spiritual, but I don't really do organized religion. Well, guess what, boo-boo? If you are trying to seek the Lord, if you're trying to serve him with your whole heart, the word of God has already given you an answer as to whether or not this dude is the one. Because the word of God says, don't, don't be un- equally yoked together with non-believers if this guy is not 
not a believer, you already have your answer. You don't have to uh, go on a second date. Uh, you don't have to check his credit score. You don't need to even ask, does he have children? You don't need to go to bed with him to make sure the equipment is work. All of that, stuff, all of this crazy stuff that we put out there in the atmosphere, God has already given an answer in the Word of God. This ain't the one. Run, turn around, go seek something else. Because guess what? If you proceed, even though the Word has given you a measuring stick, it's giving you instruction, and the thing falls apart, you can't blame nobody but yourself. And the Word of God is filled uh, with uh, advice and instruction and a plan that God has for our lives, what things are acceptable, what things are unacceptable, what things we can expect when we make certain decisions. And so the Word is the best possible measuring stick to determine the things that we encounter and experience in the world. Is this God's will or is this something else? Uh, is this God moving or is this something else? Is this God opening a door or is this something else? Is this God making a way or is this something else? I'm saying the truth of the matter is because we live in a very carnal world and because uh, we walk in the flesh, we live in the flesh, uh, we'll be presented with moments and opportunities that are good to us that may not be good for us. And the only way that we can truly interpret the difference is by understanding and knowing God's word. Listen, I got one little bitty uh, piece left that I want to give you and then uh, we'll move on with the podcast. But the last reason that I don't want you to just take my word for it is because the word of God makes promises that allow us to know what to look forward to. I'm going to say that one more time. The word of God makes promises that allow us to know what to look forward to. When I am in the throes of life, when I am uh, living this human experience, uh, ultimately there will come moments and times where I don't know how something is going to turn out. I mean, I'm in the middle of a situation and I can't really see how to get out of this thing on my own. And uh, the fear of the unknown sets in when the truth of the matter is God has made some promises in his word that answer all of the anxious questions I might have yes, when uh, individuals are trying to oppose me and wicked individuals are trying to destroy me. God has made some promises. Say so, say so. When I'm down to my last dime and I can't see how I'm going to make it through, uh, if I'm trusting God and my finances, God has made some promises concerning that as I deal with my family and, and trying to prioritize the kingdom of God and so on and so forth, yet and still, it doesn't seem like it's panning out the way I did. God has made some promises concerning those things. The Bible is a promise book. Help me, Holy Ghost. It's full of promises. And the truth of the matter is, I'll get happy all by myself right here when I think of the various promises of God that he has uh, communicated to us through his word. And those promises are what allow me to sleep at night yeah, when it seems like things are uncertain. Those promises are what allow me to worship in the midst of warfare because I understand God makes good on his promises. The promises of God are what cause me not to quit, lose hope, or throw in the towel even though everything around me seems like I'm defeated and that I'm going to lose because I know that if God made a promise, I believe it and that settles it. 
truth of the matter is, I don't even have to believe it. If God promised, that settles it. If God promised it, that's the end. If God promised it, it can't be otherwise because he is faithful to his word. And when I open the scriptures, open them up. when I'm acquainted with the word of God, when I've got a healthy diet of God's word, then I understand that God has made some promises that I can take to the bank. His promises don't bounce. His promises don't come back insufficient funds. Whenever God says he's going to do something, he's got all of the power, all the intention. He's ready, willing, and able to do just what he said he would do. Listen, I took this time today to encourage and inspire somebody to make the word of God a priority. Uh, It's like vegetables. You need it in your diet. And you can try to circumvent it. You can try to get around it. But ultimately, your body will suffer as a result. My God. And because of this, I think the body of Christ is suffering because we've got too many Christians that are malnourished, uh, that we're willing to put ourselves on Facebook, but won't put our face in the book. I know that was so cliche. But the truth of the matter is, every now and then you got to uh, unplug the phone. Unplug the phone. Not unplug the phone, but put the phone on airplane mode. You know, you used to unplug the phone. None of us even have phones that plug in anymore. Take some time off the, co- the computer. Get off of social media. Cut the television off and spend some time in God's word. Eat it. Digest it. Consume it. Value it. Uh, because ultimately, it will cause us to be healthier as individuals. It will cause the body of Christ to be healthier. I'm so discouraged and so disappointed because uh, we live in an age where people are literally biblically illiterate. illiterate. And I'm not just talking about, you know, people in the world. You can't really expect them to dyslexic. know much. Although, in some instances, the people in the world know more Bible than the people in the church. I ain't got time to, to camp out there. But I will say this. It's a sad day when the people of God don't know the word of God. And, and, and literally, uh, the world is telling us how we ought to behave and how they think God is and what they think God wants. We should be the ones telling the world about God. God because we know his word. But unfortunately, we've even got individuals who are biblically illiterate in our pulpits uh, just because people can dress nice and turn a phrase and are charismatic and have a nice hoop of clothes at the end. We'll think they're anointed. We'll think they're messengers from God. When the truth of the matter is they don't know the 23rd Psalm. They don't know uh, what Genesis 1 and 1 says. They they don't know how to find the plan of salvation in the scriptures and we've got to stop giving people a pass on biblical illiteracy we need to get back to teaching firm sure doctrine of the word of God and prioritizing it so that we are equipped to withstand the enemy in any situation, in any circumstance. Listen, it's a really good book, y'all. <laughs> in the word of God, there is um, revenge, there is lust, there is fighting, there's overcoming, there's triumph, there's forgiveness. All of your senses, all of your emotions can be touched and tapped by the word of God. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't just, just take, take my, my word for it. it. So today I want to give some flowers to my guy, Pastor John P. Key. Listen, Pastor Key may never hear these words, but they come from the bottom of my heart, uh, from 
As long as I can remember, Pastor Key has been my favorite gospel artist. His songs literally are the soundtrack to my life. It's just something infectious about uh, a John P. Key record. Uh, I can remember uh, the first time I ever heard Jesus is Real, and to this day, that's still uh, at least in my top three favorite songs of all time. Uh, it was just something that got inside of me. I, I completely believed the professional faith that the lyrics uh, proclaimed but then there was also something about the soul and the music and, and the drive of it. Uh, and, and he has consistently produced records uh, that kind of have that same feeling. Uh, the, the, the writing is always biblically based. The music is always dope enough to jam uh, while riding down the street. Uh, and, and he has uh, remained relevant over the years to where, uh, you know, his appeal uh, transcends even the church walls. And I'm just grateful for that. A lot of times if I'm down, if I'm feeling some kind of way and I just need a lift, all I have to do is put on a John P. Key record and it'll uh, kind of lift my spirits. But not only that, John P. Key has single-handedly uh, been responsible for me making many road trips because usually if I'm traveling the soundtrack is one of two things it's quartet or John P. Key and if I really need a lift it's gonna be some John P. Key quartet and so listen I'm giving flowers to a man who has seemed to operate uh, in integrity for decades in the music ministry uh, industry I've seen him in his concerts literally give away money to random individuals that I'm sure uh, made huge impact uh, paid bills uh, you know and that's just rare most most artists are kind of in it for what they can get out of of it, but I've seen him consistently give of his resources. He has provided platforms for uh, numerous other artists to, to kind of get their shine. And actually, my favorite male vocalist is Zacardi Cortez. And I wouldn't know anything about Zacardi if it were not for John P. Key pulling Zacardi up on the stage many years ago uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, me and my partners were sitting in the back of a John P. Key concert, and he pulls this little kid up on stage with a hat on backwards uh, and that voice that came out of that kid has been one of my favorite voices since that time and that's just the kind of dude John P. Key is. He has created platforms. He's created amazing music that ministers to the hearts of people. He's used his talent, his gift, his platform, his resources to be a blessing to the people uh, in North Carolina where he serves but also abroad. Uh, when there was the Flint water crisis I watched him uh, kind of lead the charge and try to rally the troops to get the church to respond in a tangible way to the needs of those people who were in the midst of that crisis. And so I just want to thank God publicly for the man, the music, the mantle of Pastor John P. Key, the Prince of Gospel Music. That's my dude right there. Take these flowers, John. <laughs> All right, friends, unfortunately, it's time for us to get up out of here. Let the church say, aww. <laughs> anyway, you got it. Listen, if you're blessed by the ministry of Free Indeed, make sure that you take time to go by and visit our Facebook page, Free Indeed Ministries on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter. The handle is at Free Indeed Men. And for all things Free Indeed Ministries, I'm talking books, music, movies, the whole nine. Visit our ministry website, www.free, the letter N, ministries.com. 
deedministries.com. That's free, the letter N, deedministries.com. Listen, you need to stay connected, stay linked in, stay locked in to what the Lord is doing through Free Indeed Ministries. I holla.